This is a Hoff Studios podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Harry Tales, the podcast where I, Harry Hill, tell you the tales of my life and whatever else I want to talk about. And today we're not going to be talking about my life as much as we're going to be talking about the life of Selena Gomez and Madonna, but we'll get to Madonna. I just recently watched Selena Gomez, My Mind on Me on Apple TV Plus. So if you have watched it, great, you're in the right place. If you haven't watched it, still great. You're still in the right place because I don't think you really need to watch it because I'm going to fill you in on everything that goes down. But I was excited for this documentary because I grew up on celebrity documentaries. I think the first one that really got my attention was one about Paris Hilton on MTV. I'm not too sure what it was I think it was just about her life, but then there was also that Nicki Minaj one on MTV or VH1. Um, And I really, I think I really enjoyed the fact that celebrity documentaries in the early aughts were kind of just a deeper look than any magazine could give because I was also really into magazines. I grew up on People magazine. I was just fascinated by celebrities, right? I have seen in the past couple of years the like heightening lack of need for a celebrity to make a documentary because now we have Instagram and social media, blah, blah, blah. They don't need to make a movie about their lives because they can just show us on Instagram stories, right? So that being said, I was very excited for this documentary. Miss Americana from Taylor Swift is a great watch. Um, I really enjoyed it. This documentary, Selena Gomez, My Mind and Me, takes us on a journey, quote unquote journey, from 2016 when Selena Gomez was doing her revival tour, which was supposed to take her from Disney star to, you know, full grown woman. And it flashes between 2016 and 2019 where she's gearing up to release her single, not the heart wants what it wants, lose you to love me, lose, lose you to love me. Sorry. And you think that this movie is going to be a look at those six years or 
I can't even do math, 2016 to 2019, three years. She started the documentary when she was 23. And you get the sense that we're going to go on a journey. We're going to see what happens in the course of these three years. But nothing is really shown that we don't already feel like we already know. We already know that Selena Gomez struggles with lupus. And now we know from this documentary that she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And this documentary... So here's the thing with celebrity documentaries, right? You Usually they are trying to... You could call them propaganda, right? You They're trying to make you like the celebrity. They're also used to promote things. So, you know, the Billie Eilish Happier Than Ever documentary, the Olivia Rodrigo Sour documentary, like those were very clearly to hype the albums. The Miss Americana documentary wasn't necessarily selling any particular Taylor Swift album as much as it was selling the idea that Taylor Swift is like a good person. This documentary is supposedly supposed to help destigmatize mental illness and make people with mental illness feel less alone, yada yada. I feel like I'm making it too clear that I just didn't like, like the film, but I, okay, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm tr- it's just because I watched My Mind and Me directed by Alex Kakeshian, who also directed Madonna's Truth or Dare, a documentary from 1991. So he directed both of them. He was 26 when he directed Madonna's. And I think that watching one after the other made me really like one of them and not the other. And obviously I liked the Madonna one. I didn't like the Selena Gomez one. But one of the biggest reasons that I think a celebrity documentary needs to have a purpose attached to it. If you're not hyping up an album and if you're not trying to make the public see you in a certain way, then what are you doing? And I think if you're listening to this and you watch the documentary, you could be like, oh, well, Harry, obviously she was trying to make us see that she was mentally unstable and going through it. Okay, sure, but she doesn't show us, she doesn't show us anything. It feels like any time she was about to make some sort of, uh, you know, big reveal or have a revelation the camera stop or it cuts to a montage of her fleeing paparazzi which is another thing i love all the tropes in a celebrity documentary we have the black suv we have the juxtaposition of like a very large crowd screaming to a very quiet like hotel room or hotel hallway we've got the um We've got the breakdowns. This celeb- this this documentary has all of those things, but it's not focused on any one thing. We're not we're, we're not talking about her music. We're not talking about her acting. We're talking about her mental illness, but she doesn't talk about her mental illness, if that makes sense. I read 
I, I read a really, I read a bunch of reviews of it to make sure that I wasn't crazy. Um, the New York times really seemed to like it. And the New York times, uh, I think was just as confused as I was, even though they gave it a favorable review. Um, basically the New York times says at the, it's a short review, but at the end of it, it says an honest portrait study of stardom and mental illness. The film offers a hopeful catharsis. How, when we reveal our hardest truths, we can heal together. What? What does that mean? Heal together? Are you calling me mentally ill? Like, I'm just like, I think... Okay, so there's a couple things. This is not... The documentary isn't rooted in anything except the fact that Selena Gomez has a mental illness... So again, we're not talking about her music. We're not talking about her acting. What are we talking about? Her mental illness. But she doesn't talk about her mental illness. And then we have the kind of weird normalization of celebrities making documentaries about either having like mental illness or like public breakdowns or just like the trauma that they endure. So we have like the Paris Hilton going to Provo Canyon where she was abused as a teenager. She told us that story in depth. Like, like I don't know if you guys watched that documentary, but she walked us through exactly what happened. We heard from her parents. We heard from her. We heard from other victims. Like, we had a very clear picture of what happened and why Paris Hilton is very, very uh, vocal about that moment in her life and how she is helping other people not experience that. We have Demi Lovato who has had multiple documentaries about overdosing or not overdosing, but like her drug problems or rehab ventures um, with the most recent one being the one about her overdose. Again, very in-depth look at what happened like we're walking through it we hear from the friend who discovered her after she od'd like we know what happened now we have selena gomez my mind and me we don't know what happened because we start off with her going on tour in 2016 and then she cancels the tour because she has a bout of psychosis and goes to a mental hospital. That's all we know. Selena Gomez does not need to tell us what happened to her. But if she's making a documentary about her mental illness, you would think that she would like walk us through maybe some symptoms, maybe what's happening, but like even with her lupus, which I don't know if you guys know much about lupus i don't know that much about lupus she doesn't tell us anything about lupus in this movie so <laughs> you're probably asking yourself okay harry if selena gomez didn't tell us about her breakdown didn't tell us about her psychosis didn't tell us what having lupus is like except that it's painful and tiresome what does she tell us that she went to kenya and tried to connect with people in Kenya. 
I think the problem is <laughs> all the things I just said, <laughs> but also the fact that we live in a time <laughs> where anything you say is going to be like taken apart, especially if you're a massive celebrity like Selena Gomez. So that makes it very difficult, I think, to make a documentary of this nature because I think you are going to shut off the cameras before you say anything that could be misconstrued or be taken in a weird way. And even still, the buzz around this documentary is mostly about a friend that she has in this documentary named Raquel, this blonde woman, um, who just doesn't come off as being the greatest support system for Selena. Um, she's got a cousin in this movie, Priscilla, who feels like a much better match for like a best friend role. So that's nice to see. But I think the fact that all the discourse around this movie is about the best friend Raquel and whether or not she really is like a best friend is saying something because there's nothing else to talk about with this movie. Nothing happened. We didn't, I don't feel after I watched that, that I went on a journey. I feel like I lost a pop star. <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched a celebrity documentary and walked away not liking the celebrity as much as I did when I started it. And I know, I know, I think I wasn't a Selena Gomez stan before, but I was definitely a fan, like totally was very interested in all the things she did. If she had a movie or something, I would want to watch it. Um, I didn't watch Murders in the Building, but that was just because like, you know, it was a little old manny for me. <laughs> I think it's good though. It's, it's gotten favorable reviews, but I was a fan. I love her music. I, I actually defend her music all the time because I think she's got a great discography of songs and I think she makes hits and I think her voice is very good for pop music. From a social perspective, I loved that her and, her and Taylor Swift are best friends. I love that she has this kind of like good girl vibe going, but in my eyes, she was like the like sexy vixen underdog because she broke up with Justin Bieber or they broke up. Um, and now she has to like, you know, forge ahead and like, you know, dodge the Haley Bieber accusations. So I liked her and I admired her. And after watching this documentary, I just... I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, like, she's not the girl that I thought she was. Remember remember in Legally Blonde when Elle Woods is about to give up and that old woman is like, if you're about to give up, you're not the girl I thought you were. That's how I feel about Selena Gomez right now. I'm literally like, you're not the girl I thought you were. And I think... Talking about this documentary is a little difficult just because of the whole mental illness like aspect of it because I don't like to me I just I just want to know what went on 
And I'm not talking about the diary entries that she read aloud in between scenes. Like she, in the in the movie, she had like the screen would go black and you would see her handwriting. And the the diary entries were literally like, I don't think I'm good enough today. Today I feel lonely. Like, 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 there was nothing. What was this documentary about? What was it about? I'm so down to drink the Kool-Aid. I have watched so many celebrity documentaries. Let's talk about the Katy Perry documentary. Let's talk about, like, there's so, like I said, we've got the, like, if you want to go the trauma route, you've got the Paris Hilton, Demi Lovato, like, intense, like, trauma moments, right? You can go the rags to riches pop star route. We've got Justin Bieber, One Direction, Katy Perry, right? And those are the types of documentaries where you see them as kids in the videos. You know, it's Taylor Swift in her kitchen on the ground playing with a guitar when she's three years old. Like, oh, she's going to be a genius, right? You've got Justin Bieber on the sidewalk with a guitar. Like, he's going to be a genius. And then it, and then we see him on a world tour, everybody screaming him, his name. He did it, right? So that's a genre. That, I think, is, like, the best genre just because it's, like, the easiest package, right? Like, you sit down... You're introduced to this celebrity. You see where they came from. You see their rise. And you feel good. You're like, oh my gosh. Like, let me get a guitar and go sit on the sidewalk. Because I can do it now. Like, I believe. I think there's like a very big inspirational aspect of celebrity documentaries in that nature. And then there's the ones that aren't as inspirational as much as they are pulling the curtain back, which is where I would place Miss Americana, Taylor Swift's documentary, um, the Nicki Minaj documentary I was talking about. Um, the documentary that just kind of follows the celebrity or artist in question as they make moves work on their craft and we get to see a side of them that we didn't know existed. That's why I'm having such a hard time with the Selena Gomez documentary because it's like, where does this go? Um, I think also in order to have a documentary there, okay. I already talked about the need for a reason to have the documentary, right? Um, the Katy Perry one stands out to me, the Katy Perry documentary moment where she gets the text or call from Russell Brand saying that he's divorcing her. And then she has to perform a concert. And there, you we're cutting to the crowd. We're cutting to Katy Perry in her dressing room crying. And, you know, the team is like, yo, Katy, we can like totally cancel this show or you can start your makeup and we can go on. Like, which is it going to be? And she's like crying and she's crying. And it's like this moment where you're like, either way, I love, I love her. Cause like, she, like we feel for her. Like we, it, it's so good. And she just says like, start makeup. Powerful, right? Like 
she did it. <laughs> she did it. And she let us see a vulnerable moment. That was very vulnerable, if you ask me. If I got a call saying somebody was divorcing me, I don't know if I would, you know, want to start makeup. <laughs> so all of that being said, the Selena Gomez, My Mind and Me documentary doesn't have a footing in any of her artistry and that makes it hard to put her mental illness in the context of anything does that make sense it would have been different if she was like okay i'm stopping this tour because i'm having a mental breakdown and i'm going to tell you about that but she doesn't tell us about it Half of me is like maybe the distaste that I have for this documentary is not distaste, but hunger. Maybe I just want to know more. Maybe I'm just like, we didn't get anything from that. So, you know, is there is there something I missed? I don't think I did, though. So I watched this film and I walked away not liking her as much as I did when I started it. Shocked me. I don't know how that's possible, but it is. And then right after the documentary aired, um, there was this weird moment with Francia Rosa, Selena's maybe still best friend who maybe delivered, donated her kidney to Selena. Um, and basically, Selena did this interview saying that Taylor Swift was her only friend in the industry and Francia Rosa commented interesting <laughs> and Selena Gomez commented back and said sorry I didn't mention everybody I know and everybody's like honey she gave you her kidney she's not just everybody you know and then it was like this weird thing where I'm like we didn't even talk about your kidney in the documentary you didn't even mention Franzia Rosa. You were sitting on a couch playing that card game about being strangers with random people that we're supposed to believe are your friends that we've never seen, which would be interesting if you explain them or introduce them to us. All we get is a talking head interview saying, Selena Gomez went into psychosis. I've never seen her eyes like that. And it says, Raquel, like... Selena's best friend. Who? Who are you? <laughs> Tell us who you are. Show us. I want to see where Raquel came from. Where did they meet? How did they meet? <laughs> Why are they friends? Is Raquel on Selena's payroll? Is Raquel actually an assistant? Like people are speculating. Sorry, I'm getting worked up, but it's just because I don't know how you have a film crew at your disposal for three years and don't say anything. I don't get that. So then I went and I watched Truth or Dare, which is Madonna's 1991 documentary showcasing her behind the scenes on her Blonde Ambition tour. And it was directed by the same guy, okay? This documentary was so good 
And it is regarded as like the quintessential pop star documentary. I don't know how I've never seen it. Um, I did have to rent it on Amazon Prime, $3.99. Best $3.99 I've spent recently, for sure. And if you haven't, like, if you haven't seen it, you can, I give you permission to like pause it and download it and watch it right now. But it was like night and day. The film oscillates between showing us full song montages from the Madonna tour and then her backstage and like like behind the scene moments. What makes this documentary so interesting to watch, I think, is the fact that it's 1991 and nobody is used to a camera being in their face yet. So it's kind of like all old documentaries where you're watching footage and everybody is acting completely normal because when the camera's in the room, they're not they're not like on their best behavior like, oh my God, whatever's being filmed is going to be put on TikTok in seven hours and absolutely annihilated, right? So you have people just being themselves and it shows. And so I think it was fascinating because it was refreshing in that way. It was also interesting because I didn't know that much about Madonna. <laughs> so like, maybe that's on me. But after watching this documentary, I feel like I know exactly who Madonna is. Exactly. That's what I think a celebrity documentary should do. It was, you guys, it was so good. I've, we, we know that Lady Gaga has cited Madonna as a source, right? She's on the bibliography. We know that Madonna's the blueprint. I did not know how much of a blueprint Madonna was for Gaga until watching this. Lady Gaga is like Madonna 2.0. Like, full stop. The voice, the diva behavior, the amazing outfits, the bleached hair, like everything. That being said, getting to know Madonna was very fun because she is an iconic force and performer and singer and dancer and everything. But this documentary does such a great job of showcasing her as that icon because the performance aspect of it, like they show full performances. So like it'll go from like, you know, her backstage with her dancers hanging out to performing a song on stage and the song will like play all the way through and you'll see like the whole stage you'll see all the dancers so you get a really good look at like oh madonna's like actually a great performer um and it justifies all of her behavior in the film which is what i was saying about the selena gomez film it's like if selena gomez if we saw her do like an amazing incredible performance either acting or singing then she could turn around and have the mental breakdown and show us and we would be like, oh, wow, like here's a woman who's really struggling because she's like massively talented and a superstar. Does that make sense? 
did I just like, but instead there's no footing for the Selena one and she doesn't show us what's going on. So it's literally just like her writing kind of like generic sad things in her diary and reading them aloud. That's what the New York Times is saying. It's like, we'll all heal together. I'm like, yeah, I'm sad today too, Selena. But like, <laughs> and, you know, okay, <laughs> sorry. This <laughs> Selena Gomez documentary really got me worked up, you guys. It really did. Um, but it only got me worked up after I watched the Madonna one, which is, in, it's, it's interesting. I think... Um, it shows that I care still a little bit about Selena Gomez because if I wasn't worked up, then like it would show that I just like let her go completely. But I'm still holding on. Barely. But I am. But the Madonna, I do want to read a little uh, bit from the from Alex Kakeshian about uh, the Madonna documentary because it was so good. Okay, so here's an article from 2016, and it's titled, After 25 Years, How Well Has Madonna's Truth or Dare Aged? And it's a little interview with Alec. Is it Alec or Alex? Alec Kakeshian. Um, it says, The big concert films in recent years have been a bit more like infomercials. Justin Bieber, Katy Perry, One Direction. Why do you think we've seen a decline in the warts and all tour doc? And I love that it's called warts and all referring to Madonna's because like I said, we see her on stage killing it. And then we see her backstage. And if she's having tough moments, I can understand why she just fucking blew it out of the water on stage. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. She can like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, I just think there needs to be, if we're talking about the ingredients of a celebrity documentary, they need to be measured out otherwise you're going to end up with crunchy cookies so alec kakashian to that question why do why do you think we've seen a decline in the warts and all tour doc he says it takes a very special type of person at a very special time in their lives to want to do that kind of movie these days none of them need to they're all comfortable posting on their own websites on instagram also, to be really honest, it costs too much money to shoot the way we shot. Most of these docu-series try to shoot in a few weeks, but it begins and ends with the artist and their courage. It begins and ends with the artist and their courage. <laughs> Which, like, obviously could be applied to, like, literally anything. You could argue that Selena's documentary began and ended with her courage. Um, but I like what he said it takes a very special type of person at a very special time in their lives to want to do that kind of movie again makes sense like we're gonna show you killing it and then we're gonna show you like you know living your life and being who you are the essence of a celebrity documentary right the next question is do you think stars have gotten more private and he says They've decided, you know what, I'll curate my own brand and I'll keep it very close to that. I don't begr begrudge them that. A lot of those people are better off that way. There aren't many people who pull off what Madonna pulls off in Truth or Dare. A lot of celebrities are a lot less interesting in person than you would think. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. That is also one of the main takeaways from Truth or Dare, the Madonna doc, because I was so drawn 
to her, what she was saying, how she was talking. And I think, yes, a big part of this is that it was 1991. And like I said, nobody's used to having a camera, so they're acting normal. It's the way that they spoke back then. Um, you know, the jargon is different. The the way we speak is different, but like Madonna, it makes me sad. Like I walked away from that liking Madonna more than I did when I started the documentary. And it makes me sad now that she's kind of just like being a weirdo on TikTok because I'm like, whoa, she like really did that. Like she really, she really had it in 1991. Um, but I love what this guy has to say about this documentary and about, you know, maybe the celebrity is just not that interesting and it's definitely food for thought. It's food for celebrity thought. Um, there's a really great moment in the Madonna documentary where Kevin Costner, who like, I think that's an actor. It sounds familiar. Like you've heard the name Kevin Costner, right? she he comes backstage and she he goes yeah your show was neat and she goes oh i've never had anybody describe it that way before and he's like yeah like da 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 like nice seeing you and she's like thank you so much turns around and goes <laughs> and sticks her finger in her mouth it's so good it's so good and she comes off as like the biggest diva bitch in this movie but it's justified. She like if you see and the segments where she's performing aren't even like texting breaks. Like you can't look away. Like they are so good. She's so good on stage. If Madonna came off stage in 1991, she could do anything. She could say anything to me and I'd be like, "Yes, mother." Like that's how good she is. Um I don't know, you guys, just crazy like high low of um not high low what is it like the i just i i think it's shock i think i'm just in shock that i could dislike selena gomez but like madonna all in the span of a week like it's gonna take me a minute to like wrap my head around this and i think i'm gonna watch the madonna documentary again but going back to the the compare and contrast of Selena's and Madonna's documentaries and what Alec Kakeshian said about needing a specific star to be in a specific time in their life to want to make a movie like this and also the difference between culture in the 1990s versus now no celebrity is not aware of the camera and the stakes that a camera holds. No celebrity is going to let you backstage with a camera crew and not be on their like very best behavior, right? That just wasn't the case with the Madonna doc. Like the, the camera was just there. I swear I'm not high. Um, and Madonna in this movie has Warren Beatty you guys recognize that name? I think he's an actor too. Warren Beatty. He's hot, but he was... Um, yeah, he is hot. He's an actor. But apparently they were like dating during the filming of this movie and he comes backstage 
and he is the only person to mention the fact that it's weird that there are cameras and Madonna's getting her throat checked out um, because her voice is like shot and Warren Beatty is like don't you know that everybody feels crazy in this atmosphere the atmosphere being a camera in the room and I was like that is so crazy that like now in 2022 like we all know that like there's everybody has a camera in their pocket like we are all ready to be on camera at all times it feels like right how often do you see an instagram story of a friend at lunch and like somebody holds up the camera and then they're like oh and they like you know adjust themselves and get ready for the camera and like pose and whatever you can't make a documentary like that when everybody's adjusting themselves for the camera because it's not real <laughs> the whole point of a documentary is to like like i said pull the curtain back show some reality and we don't have a need for that anymore you we can't even fake it you would have to have a hidden camera you would have to have a hidden camera crew now to make the kind of documentary that could be made in the 1990s that's the only way you're going to get people acting genuinely on camera that is how i feel that being said <laughs> i'm trying to think of celebrities that i would love to see a documentary from like who are like i don't think miley has had she's had a couple documentaries i think um more low-key ones but i don't think she's had her like full documentary and i think she could be a good subject for the inspirational genre we want to see miley all the way through or i would like to see miley in kind of like a gaga five foot two kind of documentary let's talk about the gaga five foot two documentary you guys have seen that one on netflix right it's it's cute it's like um i want to say it was kind of hyping up the joanne album but it might have been after the joanne album but i do remember in that uh we got a great look at Gaga in her house, like cooking chicken in leggings. She was by the pool, sunbathing, topless for no reason other than the fact that there was a camera on her. We have her and Florence Welsh in the studio. We have her, you know, doing the whole like paparazzi while she's in the car. And I think we got some good performance shots in that or just no that she's a true star um now this is all just gonna sound like me being like selena's not talented it's not that she's not talented it's that we didn't we weren't talking about any of her talents <laughs> we didn't root any of that in her talents i just think it would have been so much better if like she rooted it in some sort of like talent that we are aware of as like the public right maybe the problem is that she's a celebrity before she's an actor or a singer or a businesswoman, which is true, right? Like nobody, when you think Selena Gomez, do you think actress, do you think singer, or do you think like Disney star? You think Disney star, like, come on. So yeah, <laughs> if you're gonna, if you're a celebrity about to make a documentary, please root it in some sort of creative endeavor that the public knows you for, <laughs> because it'll hit harder. Um, Miley would be a great one. Let's get that. Let's get that rolling. 
I think I think the, this director could be a good director for this one, for the Miley one, <laughs> the Miley documentary that I'm going to produce. Um, I just think it would be like if you you know it would be about Miley's voice and her journey through like being a star for her whole life. What could be better, right? Yeah. Yeah. You ever been to Krispy Kreme? Was it crispy? Um, okay, I just think I need to sit with my mind and me a little bit. Um, again, if you guys haven't watched the Madonna documentary <laughs> in the last 30 minutes while I've been talking, um, go watch it now because it's it's time and it's so good and it's iconic um it's just so crazy it's so crazy i feel like selena gomez i feel like selena gomez did when she canceled her tour just kidding okay you guys thank you so much for listening um i'll be back next week with some advice, I think. Stay tuned. Mwah. Lords and ladies, it's time to gather round for another chapter of 